A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, chill, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane so that you can just feel to feel free i should say to drift off and hopefully this podcast will help you find your way to sleep it's the only podcast where we hope you don't get to the end of i'm your host marco timpano i'm amanda barker we hope you don't get to the end of i like that thank you I want to talk about napkins, Amanda. Oh, well, who doesn't? Well, I've been um, dealing with napkins for quite some time, having worked in the restaurant industry for many years. But I wanted to ask you, what kind of napkins do you enjoy? Well, um, it's almost by default because there are certain napkins that I don't enjoy. Okay. So the ones I do enjoy are a really nice cloth napkin, Mm -hmm. a smooth, flexible, not too starched or anything, smooth, flexible cloth napkin is my jam. I see. I like a bistro napkin. What does that mean? French bistro napkin. So they're cloth and they're white and they usually have a dual stripe, one a very thick stripe, one a very thin stripe of either red or blue. It's the classic bistro napkin. They end up at our house a lot. That's right. I but those aren't actually the ones I like. Those I've had those and I have ones that aren't. I don't like the there's a type of napkin that doesn't have um spongibility. I don't know how to describe that. It can't soak up things because it's shiny. So it has a, a synthetic fiber in it? Yeah, it's synthetic and it doesn't if you spill, you can't quite soak up with it. So you like a napkin more to soak versus a napkin to protect. I like a napkin that does both. So it can protect, but if you have to dab, let's say, oil off your chin, Mm -hmm. it'll soak it up. Whereas those synthetic ones, sometimes they don't soak up. Or if you spill on the table, let's say, some red wine Mm -hmm. and you don't want it to sort of work its way down to your clothing, you have a napkin that can take care of business. Yeah, like Bob Seeger. Should I throw out our synthetic napkins? Because we've had them about 10 years, and I didn't know you didn't like them. These ones here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them. But, no, I mean, I I thought you enjoyed them. So as far as I'm concerned. I enjoy them because, I don't know, I bought them somewhere Mm -hmm. cheaply. I just enjoy them because I like reusing napkins because it's an environmental choice. Sure. Although if you wash them a lot, I'm not sure. But I think it is still. 
Yeah, well, it's it, they certainly are serving their purpose without being a one-use item. I want to talk about folding napkins now. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through some folds, Amanda. Please. Okay. So if you have a napkin that's cloth, mm-hmm. and you're say say you're going on a picnic, or you want to take some cutlery with you, or silverware, however you call it, a knife and fork. Let's yeah, say. my my neck of the woods where I'm from, we always called it silverware, mm-hmm. even if it was plastic. We called it silverware, but. Uh, Canadians tend to use the word cutlery. We do use cutlery. I use cutlery anyways. Mm -hmm. And so what you're going to do is you're going to take your napkin, and generally speaking, they're not quite square. They're a little bit longer on one side. Would you say that's square? Maybe that is square. I think that is. And you're going to make a triangular fold. So you're going to make a triangular fold. Now, realize the reason I say they're not square is when you make a triangular fold, sometimes you have... Yeah, so this is square because I made a perfect triangle. Sometimes you'll have a little bit of edging Mm -hmm. that goes beyond the triangle. That's fine. Do not worry about that. Okay. Then you're going to take your cutlery. I'm going to use a pen in this case in in case you heard that uh, little clip sound. And you're going to put it right in the center of the triangle, not at the point, but at the bottom, sort of equidistance from the point. But if you just draw a line from the point going all the way down – the fattest part, the center part of the triangle. Does that make sense? I think so. Then you're going to take one end, Mm -hmm. so not the top triangle, but the side triangle, if you will, or side point. Mm -hmm. It's not quite a triangle. And you're going to fold it towards the center. And you're going to do that with the opposite end and fold it over so that you're essentially covering the knife, the fork, the spoon. Okay. And you still have your top point of the triangle. Mm-hmm. So I guess this would be an isosceles triangle. Is that oh, correct? Wow. Yeah, it's not a, a right-angle triangle, so we're going to say isosceles. So then you're going to slowly, slowly roll your cutlery in the napkin towards the top of the triangle. It's like origami. Kind of. And then you have a little, what would you call tube of napkin with cutlery like in it. Like the perfect cutlery napkin roll. And then you can put that in your basket, in your bag, if you're going on a picnic, in your picnic basket, and it'll keep everything together so that you don't have jangly cutlery in a bag, mm-hmm. but you have both the napkin and the cutlery you would need. Perfect. Now, there's other napkin folds I can describe. So, Let's go through the napkin fold that you often see at banquet halls. Oh, wow. So that's I didn't know there was a difference. Well, there's different types of folds you can have for your napkins, right? So depending on what type of restaurant, they'll have different types of folds. Mm -hmm. Some of them like to put them in the glass, in your wine glass, so that they appear to have a little bit of a point to it. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Looks like a little bunny head in the glass. Yeah. There's that. That's kind of a fancy fancy napkins or mm-hmm. uh, origami or fold. Then there's the one that's sort of the classic classic fold from, from if you go to a banquet. So what you're going to do, and I'll describe it so you'll know, it kind of looks like peacock feathers fanned out or the fan fold. I'm not sure what it's called, to be okay. honest with you. So you're going to take your napkin mm-hmm. and you're going to do almost as if you were making a paper fan. Okay. So you're going to fold... Um, a very thin, thin sort of rectangle. You're going to fold it over the opposite way, the opposite way, and you're going to do that almost like you're making a little accordion 
Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would describe that. How would you describe it? It's an accordion it? fold, I believe yeah. it's called. So Amanda, Amanda's watching me do it. And you're going to do it about halfway to your napkin. Okay. Then you're going to take your napkin and you're going to fold the two ends of the accordion fold mm -hmm. upwards so that they are touching each other. Mm -hmm. And the key here, there's you could do it two ways. And it'll make sense once you're doing it. And I don't know which way you want it. You want it so that you have a bit of the accordion fold available mm -hmm. to tuck. Then you're going to take the available, the unaccordion part of the napkin. You're going to fold it towards the base or the bottom. And you're going to tuck it in to the accordion flap that's available. Okay. That's where it gets a little bit complicated. And then you're going to take your napkin and you're going to rest it on the plate oh, and it will open up like a that. fan. It's like right? a seashell. Like a seashell or a fan. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. And so that more complicated fold I was telling you, Amanda, acts as the backbone okay. of the napkin. So it helps to hold it rigid on the plate. Amazing. And you've seen that. You know, if you've gone to weddings, oftentimes that will be the classic fold that yeah, they like that to do. Yeah, that fan at the table. So do you have a favorite? I, I'll i be honest with you. Let's say we were having a dinner party, which mm -hmm. we've had. I prefer, I used to do the fan fold because, mm -hmm. you know, years ago when I worked in restaurants, that was the that was the way to go in the 90s, let's say. Right. But now it's a little bit ostentatious for my sensibility. It's a bit much. It's a little bit much. I think it's if, extra. It's extra. I think if you're having a very grand celebration, like a wedding, like a retirement, mm -hmm. like a graduation, mm -hmm. sure, go all out with that fan fold. But if you're having a guests over for dinner, let's say a, a dinner party of six or less, mm -hmm. what I like is just the classic, I'm going to call it classic, but I, know, I don't know if it's classic, rectangular fold on the plate. Okay. Take your, take your napkin, fold it in half, then you take that napkin, and this is indicative of if there's a pattern on your napkin. Mm -hmm. Then you fold it in, you fold it. So you fold it halfway in, mm -hmm. the other side you fold halfway in, and then almost like you have two book covers, you fold that in. Oh, wow, look at that. And it's just a square. And if you have a pattern, you want to showcase the pattern, and you put it on the plate. How do you know? Were you taught any of these, or were you taught them at work, at home? So you know I've always been good with origami-type exercises. You're with, an amazing folder wrapper. With, with paper, yeah, like wrapping. Like mm -hmm. I think it goes to your your ability to wrap presents or deal with paper mm -hmm. in a tactile way. Yeah. So I've always had a fondness for it. And You're I'll, a builder almost. You can build with your hands. I think it comes from that type of brain. Perhaps, perhaps. But I love making a, a sharp crease in paper when I'm – when I'm making, let's say, a card mm -hmm. or, you know, when you were a kid and you would make a Valentine's Day card and you would fold the paper and then cut it in a circular pattern coming towards the center to make a heart once you opened it up. Mm -hmm. I was always pretty good at that. You're really good at that. I remember when I first met you, I didn't know you very well. And um, you had given me, I had a lot of things to carry, and you you created for me a carrying system out of two bags. Um, you, I'm sure you don't remember this, no, but you 
you knotted two bags together and you kind of made a handle with one bag so that it extended the other bag. So one bag became a full handle, the other bag became a bag. And I was in awe of how quickly you kind of just rigged up this thing and said, here you go, now you can carry this. And I said to you, how how did you know how to do that? And you were like, well, idle hands. You said something like that. Maybe that's it too. But so you take that skill of folding paper, Mm -hmm. then you go to a workplace where folding napkins is part of your duties. Mm -hmm. And you've got to do that work pretty quickly because you have a whole dining room to set. Right. And you don't want to waste time. Mm -hmm. But it does require a bit of artistic ability, the minimal amount, I guess. And so some people are better at it than others. Mm -hmm. But and every restaurant that you work at or every hall that you work at, banquet hall, let's say, has their own style and way of doing napkin folds. So I just taught you three very basic ones. Mm -hmm. But some some places will have even more complex. And sometimes those ones I'd be like, oh, this is really we're spending a lot of time doing this. Mm And the effect isn't so great. There's one that looks kind of like a king's hat or like a crown or like a bishop's hat, I should Mm -hmm. say. I don't know what the bishop's hat. It's called something. Uh, A chapeau? No, it's called something. It's called the bishop's hat has a name. But anyways, Mm. it looks like the... It sounds like a pub, the bishop's hat. Oh, I would would drink at the bishop's hat. (laughs) Imagine having you go to the bishop's hat pub and they make their napkins everywhere on the table as a bishop's hat. Like a bishop's hat. Yeah. That one there is kind of like, I would need a napkin to really illustrate that one. Mm -hmm. I haven't done it in a while, so I'd have to practice. But there was that one. You'd put it on the plate, and it would just stand erect and tall like a bishop's hat. Mm -hmm. So so that's that's one of the folds I remember doing. That was probably my least favorite fold. But my favorite, I always love the the fan fold, the peacock feather fold. Yeah. Uh, There's something there's something wonderful that when you when you put it on the plate and it opens up and you see the fan, how how pretty that is. But you need a really, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be. Don't you re- need a really starched napkin to make to to hold that? The starchier the napkin, the better the folds will be, and the more sounds like a proverb. Yeah, the more pristine the napkin art will look. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So, do they starch them in banquet halls? Uh, some, yeah, some places will starch them, and they, okay. and they they wash them, they starch them, and then they put them through. You know that machine? You may have seen it on television. It used to be an old style washing machine or aspect of your washing machine where you take your clothes and you'd put it through these rollers and kind it would of, yeah. squeeze the water out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of places that deal with napkins have really large large rollers Mm -hmm. and they'll put the napkin in there and it doesn't squeeze the water out rather it irons it on both sides Mm -hmm. and so if you've ever been to a restaurant where you have a napkin and there seems to be a little bit of a crease ironed into the napkin Mm -hmm. most likely it went through those two rollers it got a little bit kinked and therefore it ironed a crease a small crease into your napkin oh interesting Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I've seen it done. I worked at, at a golf club that they had an area for just washing linens mm-hmm. and napkins. Mm-hmm. And I watched the workers do that. And it was so hot in that room. And I would bring them water. 
Oh, wow. And they would be grateful. Oh, wow. Ice water. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we worked on cruise ships, we would take our laundry to the bowels of the ship and they were doing our laundry, but they would do, you know, the whole ship's laundry. So it was a lot of obviously sheets and bedding and stuff, but uh, also a lot of napkins and tablecloths. And you can just imagine on a massive cruise ship. Yeah. And it was I always felt badly for them because it was in the bowels of the ship, as we were, too. But sure. So, like, it was a very hot, humid, windowless room that they worked in. I ruined a suit once by taking – if oh. you have a suit, make sure the cleaners that you take it to know how to handle suits. Mm-hmm. The other thing I remember about working on cruise ships, and it's sort of related to napkins, is the towel art oh, yeah. we would see people do. Yeah, like resorts too. The Swan is a big mm. one in, ta- in Towel Art Land. Um, the Monkey. It's a. I still don't know how they did the. And monkey. they have the monkey hanging from the light. Sometimes mm. they usually incorporate like rose petals. One time they incorporated for my birthday. Do you remember jewelry? I don't actually. Yeah, it was like a necklace and earrings. It, I'm not going to say it was nice jewelry. It was not, but it was. I was like a little bit taken aback. Like, do I get to keep this jewelry? I see. Um, uh, yeah, the monkey is the one I remember the most. Uh, certainly, the swans or the two swans kissing mm-hmm. is a big one. What other ones have they done? I'm and I've to... seen the swans done in napkins as well. Oh in napkin wow, art. that's uh, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other towel art that I've seen in resorts. I think I've seen um, usually it's like if if they can. I think I've seen like an elephant. Yes, I've seen an elephant. Yeah, like anything with that you can roll. So like the tusk of the elephant. Kind I think of thing, I saw the, a, a rhino once. Oh my goodness! Yeah, snake. Snakes are pretty easy. That's, I think I think I could take a towel. It's like balloon animals. What's the easiest thing you can do? I, I was never good at balloon animals, I will say that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's that's not my... You're more fabric, less latex? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I'm not good at any of it, so I'm in awe of all of it. Sure, sure. Okay, so if you were to do napkins for a dinner party, what would you do? What would be the design that you would do? Do you uh, just fold them and put the... Give cut- me the napkin and all. Sure. So I would... Just put the cutlery on top of a napkin? Or? Yeah, I would fold it. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, okay, napkin. I'd fold it lengthways, and then I'd probably fold it again lengthways for this one, and then I'd fold it in half, and you got yourself a napkin. Okay. <laughs> and then you would put your cutlery on that? Just on top. I don't have a problem with that at all. That's how we were taught as kids. Like, we weren't taught anything. That's why I was asking where you learned it. Oh, okay. Because my mom didn't teach us anything fancy. She she didn't really have much time for things like that. So she she just would tell us to set the table. And so it was just a matter of folding it and then getting the, the knife and spoon usually on there and then the fork on the other side. See, because I worked in restaurants since I was young, 17, I think. And even before that, you worked in like fast food restaurants. Oh, that's true. But I'm talking about a proper restaurant where you mm. would have, um, where you would have linens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so used to making folds that when my mother had a party, or let's say Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I would fold all the napkins and put them on the table, and she would always be very grateful because Amazing. it would look would look f- fun and, and and interesting. Amazing. And. Uh, I don't have a problem with the fold and the and the cutlery on top of it. Now, do you put that 
when you make the napkin fold that you just described, would you put that on the plate with the cutlery on it no, or next, on the side? No, on the side. We never put it on the plate because mm-hmm. um, then you just have to move it off to put the food on the plate. How do you feel about napkin rings? Um, I used to buy them. Mm-hmm. I used to think they were neat, a neat gift and a neat thing to own. And then I realized I never used them. Oh, okay. But I do like the idea of a napkin ring in that you can sort of stuff the napkin in there. And I feel like it looks good no matter what because it looks intentional. Sure. Because it's stuffed in that napkin ring. But you don't see napkin rings much anymore. You don't. I love them for holidays. And, and oh, so yeah? when you go to someone's house on Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate mm-hmm. and they have themed napkin rings or let's say Thanksgiving and it's a turkey and the and the napkin becomes the turkey's tail or a pumpkin mm-hmm. and you're putting the napkin through the pumpkin. That's always fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should bring napkin rings back and become napkin ring people. But I feel like it's just more things that are going to take space. Maybe. I think if you do that, you get, if it's a concern about the space, you get napkin rings that are universal, that it doesn't matter when, the season or whatnot, like an Elisa, uh, an Elisa Peretti style napkin. Is that her name? Elsa. Elsa Peretti style Elsa Peretti. Napkin. So like a silver, smooth kind of napkin ring. Sure. Clearly not. Not That's a pretty high end napkin I'm, ring. <laughs> well if like I could a Tiffany's. Yeah. If I could pick, you know, the napkin ring, maybe it would be that. Or a similar sort of ripoff of the napkin ring. Amanda's hitting a errand. I didn't put it there for the record. There's a there's a plastic drinking thing on the floor and Amanda managed to give it a little whap it with my foot. A little kick. I don't know if you could hear that. Could you hear that? I heard it, so I think the mic would have been okay. so that would be, we get six of those, we keep them, and we use them all the time. Yeah? Do you think we'd use them all the time? Well, not for each other. Well, it's mostly each other. That's what a marriage is. No, I know, but, okay, I'm talking about, okay, so you would put, you would use napkin rings for everyday meals? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That's why we don't have any. We actually have some really nice napkins we bought in Montreal. I really like those napkins. Which ones? The red ones? Yeah. We bought those in Montreal. We did at Simon's. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember buying I them. I remember buying them. That's where those came from. They were available in blue or red, and they have almost like a... I have no memory of that. A tiny check pattern. Yeah. They're, they're great. I like them. Here's my thing. Sure. Here's the number one thing I look for in napkins. What's that? Ones I don't have to iron. Sure. Those red ones... Somehow they're absorbent, but we still don't have to iron them. And the reason I have these white ones is because I don't have to iron them. Because never mind starch. I'm not, starching isn't going to happen, but I'm definitely not going to iron them. Um, Whereas through the years when I was younger, I would buy, you know, beautiful sunflower napkins or whatever, thinking I'm a grown up now. I'm going to have napkins and napkin rings. And then I realized I'm not a grown up because they went through the wash once. And then I was like, oh, they look bad. They're all crinkly at the seam. and But I'm not going to be ironing nap. I don't iron my own clothes, so I'm definitely not ironing napkins. I don't have time, space to iron. I don't like ironing. I don't mind ironing. I know. It's weird how much I don't like it, but I don't. I just It's an extra step that I'm not. If I can live a life where I don't have that extra step, then that's the better life for me. I was just talking with a friend, Rob, about ironing, I and know. we both enjoy ironing. Mm-hmm. Would I want to iron a whole bunch of napkins? Mm, 
probably for not because we use them so frequently. So to iron the napkins would be, right. you know, a daily occurrence. Right. But, One more step mm-hmm. in the. But cooking. I guess if you had a plentitude of them, you could just iron them for the week. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe the napkins we have don't need to be ironed, like you said. And mm-hmm. so there's a functionality that works really well with. I agree. With napkins. You do have some beautiful paper napkins I saw that you used recently when you had some friends over. I do, yeah. I got some nice sort of palm leaf napkins. Monstera leaves. Are they Monstera? I think they're Monstera. Yeah. They were pretty. I think I got them at the dollar store, honestly. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. And uh, just because I knew we'll have people over this summer and might as well grab some napkins. That or the grocery store. I can't remember which. Those look more like grocery store napkins. Maybe, but they weren't expensive. And uh, it's just an extra little look at us being fancy. But that's me being fancy paper, printed paper napkins. Do you usually have Christmas printed paper napkins? I feel like you, we do. We do sometimes, yeah. Just if I have – because Christmas tends to be a time, not so much recently, but tends to be a time where people will just drop in. Sure. Are you around? We have something we wanted to bring you, a cake or – can we come by for coffee? A bottle, yeah. Or we haven't seen you and it's been two weeks and we just need to debrief about our crazy families, you know. And so inevitably I'll be pulling something out of the fridge or the freezer, putting it on a plate, kind of setting it up. Here's coffee. Here's some cookies. So-and-so made whatever. And so for that, I like to have some Christmas napkins on hand just to sort of make it, you know, a little bit more special. Sure, festive, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, let us know about the napkins you use and what you value and like in a napkin if you've listened to this episode in its entirety. You can always drop us a line on our Instagram feed uh, or on Twitter, at Listen and Sleep, at The Insomnia Project. You can Facebook us. You can do whatever you want to show us your napkins. Of course, we're thrilled whenever we get anything like that. Is there something that you want to tell us about a napkin fold that we might not know that's been in your family for years? Whatever you do with your napkins, if you just use them to wipe your mouth or if you just use your sleeve, we're with you the entire time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Insomnia Project. I'm Marco Timpano. I don't use my sleeve and I don't condone that. And I'm Amanda Barker. And we hope you were able to listen and sleep.